0: everybody, welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And today we are going to be talking all about great stuff happening in the NJEA. This is the podcast created by NJEA members for NJEA members. And speaking of which, Jim, we have a great NJEA member on our show today. Tell us a little bit about who you interviewed recently.
1: Oh, hey there, Jeff. Uh, Very excited to bring to us an interview about Gary uh, Milton, a a public school educator in
0: Atlantic City. Very, very cool. Stay tuned. We're going to have more with that interview with Gary soon. But, Jim, before we get to all of that, what is going on these days in the association? What is happening in the NJEA? Some upcoming
1: uh, events with the uh, NJEA Early Career Member Network. Um, They are hosting a PD event for the first time, offering two PD hours on a professional uh, certificate um, around classroom management. So uh, it's going to be April 2nd, which is a Saturday, um, 9.30 a.m. start will be done by, you know, 12, 1230, get you in and out for a couple hours. And just any, any member who um, needs, needs is looking for some support around classroom management and student discipline. And also if you have some good things going on, you'd like to share some innovative techniques and practices uh, come on out and and help your peers um, with that. Another thing going on is our monthly Twitter chats. We've, we've done them for a few months now. And our next one uh, will be uh, Monday, April 4th. We've been doing them the first Monday of every month. This next one will be about organizing around testing because uh, the park test is right around the corner, Jeff.
0: And that's so great that we're having these monthly Twitter chats. Now, if you're not on Twitter or not a big social media buff, that's okay. Simply get yourself a Twitter account and you can use the hashtag NJEA chat. Excellent. And of course, by using these hashtags, we can take all the content and put it into one. Easy to consume thing. Now, of course, there's there's different Twitter apps that you might be interested in. The Twitter app is great. Going to Twitter.com. Um, we use an app here called TweetDeck. There's a lot of great apps, and all you have to use is what hashtag Jim? N J E A chat. And, of course, Jim, there's, there's other things going on here with the association and created by association members. Last week, we had what's called a Google Education Group Power Hour. Um, Google has set up these Google Education Groups around the country and around the world, and we have one here for New Jersey. It's run by some great educators, and I, I can't get to all of them, but Kevin Jarrett, Chris Aviles, uh, myself, and, and so many others, and we had a Google Apps Power Hour, where we got together on a Google Hangout and shared some of the great tips and tricks on Google Apps for Education. So the links to that are going to be in the show notes here on our website and that you can find in iTunes. And I also want to share a great conference that's coming up on April 16th, 2016 called NATO. put together by one of our Google education gurus, Chris Aviles, and his team of Google Apps people, also members, by the way, Jim, of the NJEA. Check that out over at EdNato.wordpress.com. You can find out all the great information. I'll be there doing some great presentations. I hope to see you at Ed NATO this year, Jim. Let's get into our interview because this was a really, really good interview with with uh, with, with a, a fantastic educator. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you interviewed. So,
1: so Gary Melton, who I've known for a couple years, and I ran into him at the Teacher Leader Summit um, last month, and he started talking about this innovative, uh, cutting edge approach to student discipline where he has seen uh, the, the in-school suspension rate in his school cut by 25%, by 35% within just the last couple of years because of his unique uh, approach. So, so Gary um, is a 20-year veteran. Uh, he's in the Atlantic City Public Schools, and he, he's really making a difference. Um, he's learned about a lot of these techniques through his role in the National Education Association, the NEA. He's an NEA director, And he's regularly in Washington uh, lobbying uh, legislators on behalf of us. And he's also a member of the NEA Black Caucus, which he'll talk about in the interview, and also the Ethnic Minority and Affairs Committee. Um, In NJEA, he's on our Minority Leadership and Recruitment Committee and our Congressional Contact Committee. And recently, Jeff, he was appointed to the New Jersey Department of Ed uh, Professional Learning Committee um, locally. He's the vice president of the Atlantic City Education Association, which has over uh, 1,000 members. So he's got a lot to
0: tell us about this really great thing. That is great, Jim. And without further ado, this is our interview with Gary. So, Jeff, I'm excited to
1: welcome to the show Gary Melton. Hello, Gary. How are you doing?
2: Hello, Jim. Hello, Jeff. How are you guys doing? Everything's well? Uh everything's great,
1: Gary. Um thanks so much for coming on the show. So so Gary, why don't you just start off and tell us a little bit about your your position in the Atlantic City Public Schools?
2: Uh, presently I'm a teacher in Atlantic City Public Schools. I teach um what was uh formerly known as in-school suspension, um, which was renamed to uh uh responsible thinking class. Uh, I've been in Lang City um going on 17 years. I've been teaching a little over 20.
1: So uh 20 years quite uh quite an investment in public education. And uh so so you you at some point got involved in discipline of the school. Which which uh school, Gary?
2: I'm at Pennsylvania Avenue School. And uh I became involved in a discipline. I had an administrator. Um, when I was at New Jersey Avenue School, which was uh, uh closed to build Pennsylvania Avenue School, who noticed my classroom management style and kinda got involved in what I do in my classroom. And so that kind of grew into uh what I'm doing now.
1: So uh is this an elementary school, middle school, or
2: combination. We go K to eight. K well eight pre K to eight, really.
1: And you you were in the classroom um, before taking on this role, and you taught what?
2: I taught history. Mm-hmm.
1: So you were a history teacher in the K-8 yeah. school, and something about you and your relationship with the students clicked for this administrator, and he or she approached you about this?
2: Yes, uh, she pro- approached me about it, and uh, to be honest with you, it wasn't a big deal to me. I just did what I did in my class, and then through... Um, Uh, working in the NEA with the uh, Black Caucus, I learned that there was an actual name to what I'm doing uh, and how I'm doing it. And it was called restorative practices. So once I learned that, I became involved more uh, intently with the uh, Black Caucus and learned about something called the school to prison pipeline. And this is what really got me to thinking that we're kind of doing this wrong. And I had a, a, a new idea on how I could make sure students could remain in class Instead of being suspended and sent home.
1: So, and of course, the NEA is the National Education Association, and and your role uh, on on this not only the state level with NJEA, uh, but with the NEA uh, opened up some doors uh, to this for the betterment of your
2: students. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: That's really great. So, so why don't you? Kind of dive in here a little bit and just tell us, give us maybe a picture of what your school, the the Pennsylvania Avenue School, correct?
2: Yes, Pennsylvania so, Avenue.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So Pennsylvania Avenue, what was it like there before this program uh, became
2: implemented? Before this program was implemented, uh, a student could obviously receive out-of-school suspension or in-school suspension. Uh, if you received in-school suspension, you were sent to the class where you would uh, get your work from your your um, classes during the day. And you were kind of sitting there and just quietly do your work. Uh, You weren't allowed to talk or, you know, anything of that nature. It was strictly complete your assignments. This is kind of like your punishment. Um, You know, feel lucky that you're not being sent home. And, And, you know, and then once it was all over, you went back to class.
1: So so that sounds very similar. Uh in my teaching career of 10 years in South Jersey, um, that's pretty much how things went with ISS. And Gary, in your experience, um, would would you say that is the common model?
2: Yes, I would say that's the common model. As I as I travel around in uh uh with the NEA and NJEA, I'm blessed to be able to do so. Uh I, I always ask about their uh in school suspension. And I tell you, I I would say, and you know, this is obviously a broad number, but I would say 90% of the time they're saying, Oh, they're, they're just doing work.
1: Sure. Sure. So, so that's how things were like at Pennsylvania Avenue and, and at a lot of our schools, even uh, right now across Jersey. And then something clicked with you with an administrator and you had this idea. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Well, the, The actual uh, administrator who allowed me to do this came from a school where they did have sort of a process. Uh, I just broadened what they did to get an understanding that um, to deal with the behavior instead of trying to just make it, oh, just do your work and go back to class. If you're not dealing with the behavior, then you're really not helping that classroom teacher because the work may get done, but the behavior still exists. And so there had to be a process in which we dealt with the behavior that the uh, student was was doing and how to change that behavior. And so, this is where uh, the name responsible thinking uh, came from a, a guidance counselor from another school who said, We'll make it, we'll call it responsible thinking class. And I said, Well, that's a great idea. If it's just a theory, however, if it's not practical, if it's not being utilized as a responsible thinking class, then you're just changing the name. And so, this administrator has allowed me to deal with the behaviors that the students are exhibiting, rather than just do their work.
1: So it sounds like a deeper, more meaningful, more purposeful space uh, around students and their issues and trying to help them
2: out. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, as you know, if you're in education, there are many issues that we deal with. Uh, And so when they come to my Responsible Thinking class, I deal strictly with what they did. If they used profanity, if they were fighting, uh, if if you know they're disrespectful and subordinate, we deal with the actual behavior. We zone in on that behavior. So uh, there's actually a packet that we use for whatever behavior you have. So we have 16 different packets right now that are utilized, along with a lot of YouTube videos. And you know, I try to make it as uh, as, as and I, I don't like to use this word, but fun as we possibly can. I know it sounds funny with a student with a bad behavior, but I try to, I try to get them to see themselves in a different light. Um, I love using uh, the show Martin had a character called Shanaynay. And I love putting Shanaynay on the screen. And we sit there, we watch watching, and we laugh. And I, and I look at the student, and I say, what if people viewed you like they viewed Shanaynay? And it really gets them to think. And once they start thinking about that, I, I then delve in to say, OK. This is what you did, and this is what we have to change, and this is what cannot occur again. Now, obviously, there's another buy-in to that because the parents do have to buy into this process. Uh, if they don't, uh, then parents are required to come in with the student to understand the process that we do. So that's a big piece of it.
1: Wow, it, you, using a, a, a teachable moment, using some some one-on-one. Um, time with the student to help. So, so Gary, um, kind of, why don't you walk us through? So uh, a student um, is sent to you from, from his or her classroom. Uh, they come to you, they walk through
2: the door, and what do you do? Okay, the first thing, everything that I do is very regimented in the beginning, because uh, one thing, one mistake that I did make is the minute the student hit the door, I would immediately jump in and try to work on the behavior. And, and what usually happens when a student enters my door, they're scared, they're nervous, they're upset, they're mad, whatever. And so I have to give them a time, uh, a calming moment. And so what I always do is I sit them down and uh, I tell them that I'm not here to get them in trouble, but I'm here to get them out of trouble. And I explain to them that, you know, we're gonna relax. I give them a, a sheet that's commonly used called the think sheet, where they can write down everything that happened uh, how they felt, if they felt like they were wrong, they write that down. Um, you know, it's free writing. I tell them, you can say anything you want because this think sheet stays with me. And, you know, give them a, a chance to release. Uh, uh, at that time, usually the student calms down. Uh, it might take them a moment to start writing. And that's okay with me. I say, okay, I'm going to give you three minutes. And then you could take, you know, I'm going to give you your moment to breathe. And what usually happens, the student does begin to write. And then we go over what they've written, and then that's when we delve in uh, a bit to a very important piece of this program. Every school should have a school creed, and every creed should be memorized by every student. Now, that's important to me because in your creed, it details uh, the responsibility that you have as a student and what you're expected to do and so uh, in our school. And I'm going to say it out loud. if someone takes this creed, be, be my guest, but just mention that Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> I gave it to you. Uh, the school creed is my future lies chiefly in my own hands. I will strive to be a positive and excellent student every day. I will respect everyone that I encounter. I will not interfere with the learning and well-being of others. I will determine how I respond in situations. And I will achieve and succeed because I am a bulldog filled with pride. That school creed is imperative. They have to feel it, live it, and know it. And so we go over the school creed piece by piece, and that leads us into the behavior.
1: And and Gary, um, you and I have talked about this before, and isn't there something about orange juice that is kind of a secret weapon? <laughs> you know, I tell you... <laughs> I, I don't you. know if orange juice has quite ever been described that way.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not gonna give my whole orange juice story. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me tell you, it is. You know, Jim. It's funny, you but one of the things that's um uh, that I do, and I've shared this with you, Jim, when we were together uh, at, at the workshop. That that bullseye is so important um, to any educator who wants to focus on uh, a responsible think or restorative practice in their classroom. Because what my thing is uh, when I speak to my fellow educators is what do you want me to do with the child? Do you want me to just have them do their work and their homework? Or do you want me to fix the behavior? And, And when they come to me sometimes, they give me a bunch of ancillary things that are not going to focus on the behavior. And I'm saying, well, that's good. He's not doing his own. I understand that, you know, so forth, so on. But what do you want me to do? Do you want the behavior changed? And they say, yes. And I say, well, we need to focus just on that. I understand not doing your homework is important. And I understand that, you know, they put their head down. That's important. uh, And I understand all those other things. But what if I could tell you I could send them to you and they're not going to curse anymore or they're not going to fight anymore or they're not going to be insubordinate? Would you rather that? Or would you rather them half the time do their homework, and so I think it's very important in focusing uh, what we want this class to look like.
1: And and Gary, I know you alluded to the parents' role in this. So yeah. would 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 you like to elaborate on on your 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 techniques uh, involving the parents?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that uh, is very important is is a parent's role. Um, one of the things that I do, there's a form that I send home to uh, uh, let the parents know that they are in my class. I also, before I send that form home, uh, I give the parent a call. Uh, we have a one-on-one conversation. Now it used to be, I would call up and say, your child's in in-school suspension. And you know I get the whole practically cussed out by the parent about how their child didn't do anything. Now, when I call up and I say, your child's in responsible thinking class, and I'm working on some of uh, his or her behaviors, oh, they say, oh, thank you, Mr. Melton. We thank you so much. We've been seeing that at home, and I'm glad you're helping. And so one of the things is, is to be that calming influence for the parents, but also to allow the parent to know, listen, if this does reoccur, you will be required to come in with your child and sit down with me and your child and go over this behavior so I can be sure that it is being reinforced at home. Now, some parents don't like that, And it's okay not to like it, but you still have to come. And it's uh, one of those things, if your child does not come, then your child cannot be admitted to class. And that's important. That is very, very important. Now, obviously, that buy-in has to be with the administrators also. And uh, I've been blessed to say that uh, many administrators that I have worked with have bought into that process.
1: That that's great. So so um, you, you're getting the parents, you're getting the teacher, you're getting the student, all involved in trying to get everyone on the same page. And and Gary, you, you've you've been doing this. How how long now has this responsible thinking class been underway at
2: Pennsylvania Avenue? Okay, for well. For my, me personally, this is what I've done all the time. However, as a program at Pennsylvania Avenue with me taking over, we're into our third year. And I'm happy to say the first year we experienced about a 25% decrease in out-of-school suspension, which is excellent, which is, uh, I did not expect that, to be honest with you. And this year we're on, on, on par to, let me see, I think the last time I checked the numbers, we were around 30 to 35%. So it's working. Um, the best thing I can say, and I, I, you know, it's a shame that I can't get students sometimes to talk about it, but I'm thinking in 10 years when they come back, I'll be able to interview them because that's when you'll really see what has happened with students because I've had students come back to me and said, Mr. Melton, remember when you said this or remember when you said that, and it really uh, is a good thing. One of my favorite stories, one of the toughest students I ever had actually opened up a business and um uh, and this is just something I did in my class, but he opened up a business and I went to the business. He had a car detailing business. So I was getting my car detailed and he's staring at me while I'm at the desk and I, I'm looking out and said, do I know you? And he says, yeah, you know me, Mr. Melton, you taught me. And he pointed above his head to a placard. And there was something I used to say all the time in my class. It was if you fall a thousand times, get up a thousand and one. And that was written on that placard. And so it may i mean you know tears welled up in my eyes uh that's one of my sayings i even use even today so that's when you know that you're on the right path when those students come back and say i didn't like you uh you were hard on me you made me change my behavior i didn't like it then but i understand now and so we're getting the under students that understand that now we're getting it like during the school year which is amazing where they come back and say mr melton I was trying to do what you said and I did it. And guess what? I didn't get in trouble. That is amazing. And so restorative practices work. It just takes the patience to want to, to perform. That.
1: So, so Gary, that that's really great. Uh, restorative practices, responsible thing. Wrap up here for, for, for our listeners out there, for the NJA members listening in, um, Can you offer any place to go for more information or if anyone's interested in in learning more uh, or even getting something started?
2: Um, Sure, I can offer up information. They can just contact me. (laughs) One of the things that's uh, important, and I I do love the NEA and NJA for this, Um, through the Black Caucus, um, we have been able to put school-to-prison pipeline to the forefront. It was on the front page of the NEA uh, today. Which is excellent. It has been taken on by the uh, NJEA Minority Ge- Minority Leadership and Recruitment Committee. I see that they have a workshop on restorative practices coming up now. So I, I would actually uh, send them those routes. Uh, go to that Minority Leadership uh, Conference and 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 sit in on that excellent uh, uh, workshop to learn about restorative practices. And uh, the NEA today was great with the information that they gave out. Um, again. Uh, the school to prison pipeline is real. Uh, if you just Google it online, you will see uh, how it is affecting students today. Um, and, and again, with all that we are experiencing in education, uh, we need to keep our students in school, in class, so that they can learn the the most that they can, because it's getting tougher now. Uh, and it only gets tougher when, uh, when that student is not in class to learn.
1: So, so Gary, that that's powerful stuff, powerful stuff, and it, it's good to hear that our members are on top of it and they have some places to go. Yeah. It sounds like one place to go would be uh, the NJA website, nja.org. Do a search for minority leadership and recruitment. And, Gary, we, we will certainly include your contact information in our show notes here on iTunes.
2: Great. Sounds good.
1: All right, Gary. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the show today, and uh, I'm really excited and really interested to hear more about uh, restorative practices and the, um, the responsible thinking class. So thanks again.
2: Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for having me. Good luck to you guys.
0: Jim, that was such a great interview. Gary is such a fantastic member and association member here. Check him out today on all of his social feeds. It is a great thing that he's doing down there in his school district. Jim, tell us a little bit about some of the events again that might be coming up for the NJEA that we can be a part of. Oh, absolutely, Jeff. One more time,
1: our professional development event, um, an open space style event uh, around classroom management, um, just uh, sharing, discussing, learning together, um, you know, any any issues going on in your classroom you want some help with and any cool things you're doing in your classroom you want to share. April 2nd, Saturday, April 2nd, it's going to be at NJA headquarters. You can RSVP by just emailing me, uh, jvoice at nja.org. Just let me know um, who you are and that you, uh, you want to come out.
0: And these are certainly great events for any association member, North, South, or Central New Jersey. Certainly check it out. Email Jim. Let us know that you're out there. And, you know, if you want to be featured on a show like this, certainly check us out. Um, Jim loves getting emails from everybody. Jim, what is the email address that we can uh, check out if we want to have information about this very podcast? Yes, it's uh, podcast at NJEA.org. Podcast at NJEA.org. If you're an association member, you're doing something great in the classroom. We want to hear from you. But I'll tell you, Jim, the best way that people can can get a hold of us is by subscribing to us on iTunes. You can simply go to iTunes and search for Jersey Educator Podcast. We're right there where all of our podcasts are. We are certainly going to be busy in the months of March, April, and May. So lots of great stuff coming on here as we check out Um, through the end of the school year here and lastly of course we want to say thank you for listening to this episode check us out over here you can of course find us over on njea.org slash podcast until next time keep up the great work in your classrooms everybody and continue sharing your passions throughout the association